Now they will know why they are afraid of the dark. Now they will learn why they fear the night. Welcome, cinephiles, to another episode of the Cinephobia Podcast, part of the YouTube channel Cinephobia, your home for all things cinema and scary. I'm your host with the most JP. Our guest on the cast today is Havan Baraka, accomplished writer, actor, and biggest Halloween fan that I know. We had the pleasure of working together on my debut feature film, Meat Hook, which is coming out next year, and we just got done watching the film Halloween Ends. That's that is one possible review. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got off the top. Um, What's the matter with you? We just watched Halloween Ends. Yes. No question mark on it. By the way, spoilers. Yes, throughout. I'd like to emphasize that. Please so, so do not you- listen any further unless you've already seen the film or. If you would have done like we wish we would have done in hindsight and just avoided the whole mess altogether. Yeah. And if you just don't care, if you if your effort levels are that high and you're just like, you know what? After kills, I wouldn't be mad at you if they were. Yeah. Mine, mine, fuck it levels were certainly very, very high. There, at two points, this is real. He asked me, Jeremy asked me, mm-hmm. what are we watching? <laughs> And that, that was the only times I said it out loud. <laughs> there were other times I said it in my head, and I just didn't say it. So, yeah. Wow, what a departure that we had here from yeah. the previous two movies. And if you're going into this thinking that it's a trilogy, like it's going to wrap things up, like we're going to do some callbacks from the first two movies, you're dead wrong. It's not going to happen. But to, to call back to what you said, like as far as a departure, it didn't feel like a Halloween movie. Not at all. One of the main reasons being... That Michael Myers didn't show up until like what, at least like around an hour into the movie. That's when you know it's bad. Is that Michael's like, I, I, you can't bring me in this movie. Uh, I'm not involved in this. And he told me this is this is the first movie where it's been that long since we actually first seen Michael. Yeah, Sans uh, uh, Halloween three, right? Yeah, right. But, but yeah, but but yeah, it's because it, it, it was like what 20, 25 minutes until we actually saw him. Are you fooling around again? Oh my god, it was a long, long long time i'll check back in an hour we spent time not developing one of the main characters just watching this boy just ride around town and basically he he was trying to be carrie white for a while (sighs) yeah i'll kill you if this is a joke and detective strode was on the case too yes detective strode in she was investigating yeah the Halloween PD files. <laughs> the Halloween murders. Exactly. <laughs> they should have called this movie Hattonfield. I feel like that would have been a better title for it. Because I feel like it's like it had nothing really to do with Michael. It didn't really have anything to do necessarily with our core characters. It was really just like, oh, this is evil and it's passed on and the town is evil and it's infected us. And it's like, that's not the story I was interested exactly. in, in watching. I don't like that story. Which is so interesting because like, all right, to go from the first film. Uh, sorry, uh, to Halloween Kills, the previous film, yep. where they're speaking extensively about how Michael Myers is this evil, mythical creature in extensive detail. Almost every scene saying, like, you know, evil this, evil that. After, don't forget, in this timeline, he's only killed 
four top one. five people. One night. It's, so, but on this actual night in Halloween Kills, where he's he kills like what? Let's say like what, 10, 15, 20 people? It was, it was a decent amount. Yeah. A lot more than the first one. Exactly. Years later, everybody's like, well, we just moved on. <laughs> that was four years ago, Vaughn. Why, we're, why, why, we're doing Halloween parties. Exactly. Everything's okay. But but in the fir- but in Halloween Kills, like, you know, those those murders from 40 years ago, those five murders haunted. Oh us. my god, yes. It's, Our whole oh god, lives. I I don't how do I Cast how do we sleep? The dark cloud over the whole city. So so it's 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 very it, it, this film beat its own logic. It, it, it didn't make any sense. Like even even with there wasn't even one character that was like I'm not over this. Even Lori, to a certain extent, is over it. Rip off your shirt and show grief your fucking tits and say you know what? Let's go. I was like she's moved on. Yeah, I'm like you kind of have a pseudo semi happy ending. I'm like mm. even Michael's just chilling in a cave. I'm like for all intents and purposes, I'm like we could be done as soon as the movie starts. Like hey, you know what? That was a really awkward night. We're all over it. <laughs> We're moved on. <laughs> exactly. Let's let's enjoy our lives. It's a nice little exactly. cap you send off exactly. to the rest of us. Because yeah. Michael didn't particularly seem unhappy. There no. were people he could have killed, and he was like, I'm over it. Yeah. No, he, he was chilling. So He was in the sewers. He was with the rats. Yes. He was doing his best Master Splinter impression. <laughs> exactly. It, it, everything was all right. And then um, our new character, which shows up in this movie. Keep in mind, this is a trilogy we're talking about here. And we have some some random guy just suddenly introduced into the story, which all of a sudden becomes a main point in this last film. Yeah. In a, in a way that it's like we, we move away from the heroine that we've, Spent a lot of time with. We've yeah. grown with and we love, like, Grandma. You know, that's how Lori is. It's Grandma Lori now. Mm-hmm. In the last two previous films, we were trying to set up for Allison, I guess. We didn't really spend that much like. time with her. It's it's this new guy. This is who our point of view character is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's like, I feel like, why now? Why would you do that at the finish line? Why do they do it, goddamn kids? Bad writing. I think these guys just didn't know. And this was one of my problems with Kills as well, was there was really no straight protagonist in the movie that you followed along, that you went with the entire time, that you can identify with. And the same thing was the problem with this movie too. And even the characters that you might have identified with beforehand, such as the granddaughter. I mean, at least in Halloween Kills, and I'm not saying I particularly like that film, but Mm -hmm. at least in Halloween Kills, you can kind of... You can have the defense of we didn't have a straight protagonist because we wanted to get across like the townspeople mm. and like how it's affected so many of them. And it's so it's it's like an ensemble cast. At least that felt almost intentional, okay, purposeful, all that stuff. But in this, I didn't understand the point of it other than novelty. But I, mm. I'm like, you, I, I still couldn't get behind it because we spend it's weird. It, it's this simultaneous. We're spending too much time with this character and this character still feels underdeveloped because mm. i still don't even though we finished the film i yeah. wouldn't be able to tell you anything about him no except for like you know like besides occupations and stuff like that he liked to work on cars yes exactly he planned to be an engineer like yeah. that but that felt more like just exposition and information for other things to be mm. set up in the film I, mm. I don't know his likes his dislikes right. and stuff like that he i didn't develop yeah um 
at least like I mean, look at I mean, we can go in any previous installment. Like you know, we know Rachel, we know mm. Jamie, mm. we know Tommy. Like you know what I'm right. saying? Like there's there's right. things. Even it doesn't have to be big moments. You mm. know, like look at Tommy Doyle in the first one, very first one. Mm. Okay, mm. you could tell like from his from his costume, it's Halloween. He loves Halloween. He's carrying the pumpkin around. Like you know, you see like he's a, he's a normal kid. The comic books he likes. We, he used to like King Arthur. There's all these small little right. tidbits. Right. This this guy, it's just. It's it's almost way too blank. Mm. And I don't know if they're trying to get across like anybody could be Michael Myers. And I'm like, could they? <laughs> I'm like, I feel like this man was special. Like, you know, I mean, we saw the whole town of Hattonfield was affected by the murders and they were all killing each other afterwards, which was very odd. Which I they never like. addressed later. I realized, no. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, they, they bring that in, in the beginning of it, and then it's, they just never do anything with that. And I was like, that could have been an interesting film. Michael doesn't use a gun. Yeah, and he was just like, okay, so Michael's bringing out this inner evil of other people, but it was like, okay, let's keep rolling with that. It's like, well, no, we're, we're going to concentrate on just this one specific, convenient, uh-huh. you know, uh, situation, this one convenient character who's, well, I'm saying convenient because he's he's properly connected yeah. with all the other lead main characters. So it's it's just really, really odd. I mean, it's the same reason why Jason fans don't like Friday the 13th Part 5. Mm. It's the same reason why they have issues with Jason Goes to Hell. Right. Because Jason's not in it that much. Exactly. You would think that they would have learned from those movies... And it's like you can't just put a mask on anybody. No, it doesn't work. Um, and and like I said, we already said spoilers. Might I say, I don't know if this film is trying to like get across, like if you put the mask on, you have super strength. It's not even a slasher movie at that point. It's a possession film. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's an evil that's affecting the town. And, you know, it could just jump from person to person. It's like that Denzel Washington movie, Fallen, you know, exactly. the spirit's jumping from person to Just wear this mask. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like Jerry, if you, if you want to rob a bank, wear this mask, mm-hmm. rob the bank. You're going to be can evil. Shoot you, exactly. They, they can shoot you 27 times. As long as you have the mask on, yeah, you're good. You're straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, there's, so there's a certain extension. I cannot believe I'm saying this out loud. Oh, but no. there's a scene where. I know which one you're talking about. <sighs> there's a scene where our new protagonist slash antagonist, however you want to What are we going to call it. him? New Michael? Is this New Michael? Mikey. Mike. <laughs> exactly. Let's call him Mikey. Okay. Mike Jr. Or like, you know, um, there's a scene where he goes to Michael's quarters. I almost said headquarters. <laughs> the same thing. Um, and I don't know if it's out of frustration. I don't know if it's like because uh, whatever. But he has a fascination with the mask. And these two wrestle mm-hmm. uninterrupted for about at least 60 seconds. And they're wrestling for this stupid mask. Yeah. And then at the end of it... He says, you're just a man. You're just a man. He rips the mask off of him mm-hmm. and then crawls out of the sewer. Which I didn't understand that part either. Like, And then proceeds to go kill people while Michael just kind of sits up and then goes, well, I guess I should probably go eventually get my mask back from this guy. I, I never even thought I of it like that yet. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, what was all of that? What was and I'm just like yo, you were just trying to learn from this man. What like 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Now he's just a man. Yeah. 
Now you surpassed him. Yeah, exactly. I, which I don't, there was a lot of moments in this that I was like, I don't know if we're supposed to feel something. You know, like, for example, when Michael kills the girl against the wall and then the guy puts his hand to the glass. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like, I feel connected to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We're the same person. I'm like, dog, you didn't even help him. Like, what do you, no. I was like, if you, if you felt connected, like you, you didn't build up to that. That's no. what I'm saying. You tried to chase her, you fucked up. <laughs> And now he had to finish the job. I'm like, that's where you feel. If, if I did that with my professor, I, if I was like, I feel connected to you. It's like, no, you got a C minus on this term paper. That's not what that means. Get out of my office. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what that means. But um, no, uh, there was there was one scene in particular that I thought had promise. Um, and it wanted it felt like it wanted to be Hannibal. This one scene. It's when. The kid knew Michael, Mikey, Mike Jr. Mike you know? Jr. Um, Mike the second, whatever you want to call him. He's he's in a house of um of someone that he accidentally killed. Yeah. And he's lying on the floor and then he's having a conversation with possibly Lori, possibly a manifestation of Lori, or whatever the case may be. We don't really know it. I don't really care. And it was and they were having a I always like when characters have naked conversations where it's just like, you know, both defenses are down. We're talking like who we really are. And I was like, okay, this is okay. I was like, we didn't really earn this moment for how transparent we're being. But I was like, you know what? I'm along for it. And then the film decided to take a mean left. And I don't know if, like I said, I wasn't sure if it was, uh, just keep people up to speed, um, in this scene, like where, you know, new Michael, the character's name is Corey. When Corey's speaking with Lori. Yeah. I don't know if like her turn in mood was supposed to show his mental st- instability or not. It, regardless, it could have been such a bet. If this scene was meant for that, it was a missed opportunity that it could have been such a much better scene if it really was her. And they were speaking as like two damaged people having an honest, genuine conversation, especially at the points that they were in in the film. Right. But for just these weird, just like he's crazy. It's like, well, we knew that. We didn't need this scene to prove it because he's been doing a lot of extra stuff that someone that was at least remotely stable would be doing. Absolutely. I remember the dialogue that you're talking about where mm-hmm. Lori's talking to him. He's like, I don't think you're good for my daughter. Stay away from her or I'll yeah. kill you. And this, is, and this is two seconds after she was like, I want to help you. I want to help you, Corey. Let me help you. Or let me find help for you. You can't have her. Allison is not equipped for this relationship. It, it almost felt like they cut a, a chunk of dialogue out of the movie right there. Like, hey, it's running a little long right here, this conversation. We need to speed it up. So so I, I don't know if that was an editing decision or if they really wrote it like that, then I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I agree. It, it did feel like, I was like, Yo, it feels like there's something missing. We yeah. went from like point one to like point 17 and i was like yo i feel like there was no build-up to this uh, there was a lot of moments that just weren't earned there's a scene in the movie my god it was hilarious which one are you talking about the scene there's so where, many of them I, so uh there's a scene listeners where allison and Corey, they are at this party at the bar or they're at the, they're at the club and for no reason i don't know if he took ecstasy and he just forgot to tell anybody but it gets really like flashy and he's on the ground this guy's never let loose before you've seen him very uptight kind of keeping to himself the whole movie yeah and i mean i've i've been to public places and i've quote unquote let loose i didn't end up on the floor i wasn't touching myself this guy's riling on the ground exactly literally nobody else on the dance floor (laughs) 
you, you would think he saw somebody else doing it. It was like, oh, hey, that looks like a good move. Let me try that one now. But no, he just, automatically just drops down to the ground, wriggling around. I thought he had a seizure at that point. In the I, that's why I thought it was going. I was like, okay, he's going to be overwhelmed. It was like, oh, no, this is right, just him. Right. So, so then he runs out because um, he has a confrontation with the mother of one of his accidental vil- victims. Because everybody hangs out at the bar. This one bar. The one single in, bar. Uh, Halloween, which, I mean, Haddonfield has one bar. They got one street. One Albertsons, one like everything, one gas station, one house. Like it's yeah, I don't even know where Michael is. He must be outside of it because apparently there's a highway. I was like, I don't know where this highway leads to because I didn't feel doesn't need a, a highway anyway. So he runs out, and Allison, who just met this guy, what yesterday? Yeah. So she chases after him, Corey, Corey, and so they stop and they have this weirdly emotional scene that we are like in the 20 minute mark but it feels like we're at the 120 minute mark without emotions that they had that wasn't earned all of a sudden she's all into this guy for some really odd reason and just kind of throwing it all into it she's in tears she's in tears and she holds her hands out i didn't know if she was like genuinely i'm not joking yeah i thought she was like do you want to do a seance (laughs) i thought that's where it was going and I was like, you know, with how this movie's going, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm like, might as well. Let's just bring the witches into it. Let's. Fuck. But she holds her hands out. Only Allison and God know why she held her hands out. I don't know if he was supposed to hold them. I didn't know what was supposed to happen. Because it looks me. like she's saying, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't come across like that. <laughs> exactly, yes. It was all wrong. And then he's upset at her. He's like, why did you drag me there? I'm like, homie, I think you walked there by yourself. You could have said no. This isn't her fault. I don't know if we're supposed to feel sorry for him. You threw me in the middle of it. And then you, Where were you? Oh, shut up, jerk. Regardless, he runs off. She's crying. Vaughn's laughing. <laughs> um, then he gets beat up by the high school kids who are all who he, hanging out together, and it's only the four again, of them. Who, this is like the third time we've seen them all together. I'm like, is the high school only have four kids there? And they Pretty all much. and they all hang out at the same spot. And was, they all wear the same clothes every time that we see them, for the most part. The guys in his varsity jackets. There's the marching band people. It's, first, it's, it's, a, it's a very kind of eclectic crew of teenagers i thought it was supposed to be like a nod to the breakfast club it just they just <laughs> but i that's what i thought it was i was like this is that would have more sense this yeah. is adorable i was like yeah. but Look i was like this is are. not the movie to be doing this yeah. when are they gonna smoke weed and let, let loose their feelings exactly like like why would they just feel so like, oh, you know what we should have we should have a rastafarian and a lawyer just hang out at the house and i'm like <laughs> that doesn't make the movie deeper it doesn't what i know you're trying to get across that you're progressive but whatever but yeah he bumps into them and then just there you know what I'll say a positive, though. Lay it out there. There was one positive kill that I was like, um, the blowtorch kill. The blowtorch kill was good. It was very out of focus. Which is... <laughs> that was a good point. <laughs> Which, Which is, is maybe you- why you liked it so much. <laughs> it was the one I couldn't really see. Yeah. And you, you had the girl in the background, and she was trapped under the gate after she got ran over by the truck, and she's watching her friend get blowtorch, and... Yeah, something nice about it. It, it it was like oh this is interesting i haven't seen this before it's, it's more than just the snapping of the neck which i i was at first i could appreciate because i was like why didn't they just take advantage of this i was like why not have a michael like quote unquote since he's supposed to be new michael yeah that's doing other stuff and uh, you know other type of kills rather than a knife but have him be to use your word have him be more eclectic you know mm-hmm. have him be kind of like chucky like you know because chucky uses an r- array of weapons he'll use anything he can find or grab right um, cause you don't want to do a knife. Cause I'm like, okay, the fact that you can run and you're using a knife and you're wearing a white mask, right. you come off more as a diluted ghost face mm. rather than, you know, a new Michael. True. Cause True. I always tell people all the time, I feel like ghost face, that is the spiritual 
little brother or spiritual son of Michael Myers. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's more of a chaser. Yes. And Michael's more of a stalker. Exactly. Yeah. Michael's, uh, Michael has that arrogance. That's so just like, uh, you, you, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Exactly. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But, but, but eventually. Exactly. Maybe exactly. next Halloween. Exactly. Yes. I'm going to get you. It doesn't matter. He's like, I am patient. I'm not going anywhere. There was, there were certain uh, points when we were watching it. Uh-huh. Jeremy was just guessing. Yeah. And you, I could tell wow, that not only were you guessing, it, you were giving it like so little thought and you were right. <laughs> and you were kind of like, you were just like, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. When uh, when the kid shoots Corey's uncle in the head, I'm like, he hands him the rifle. And I'm like, okay, either he's going to shoot himself like the one girl did in Kills mm-hmm. or he's going to end up shooting the uncle. One of the two things is going to yeah, think about it too hard. Boom. Yeah. Two minutes later, uncle's dead. In a finale. In a movie in general, you want to be surprised. You want to be proven wrong. You want to believe that, okay, you the, want to writer, be surprised. Yeah. the writer thought of something I did not. Exactly. Thought of something that, that it took me longer than two seconds to mm-hmm, think about. Mm-hmm. Look how clever this guy is. Exactly. And it, and it wasn't. It felt, even the direction felt kind of like lackadaisical. You know, it felt mm. very not, like very much going through the motions. and it, it wasn't as controlled or calculated and kind of well thought out, it seemed like it was in the 2018. It just seemed like the movies has just gotten progressively worse. 2018, pretty good Halloween movie. I will, I will give Especially it that. Especially in hindsight. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, the, the production value was great. The cinematography was there. The performances, like, you know, I, I mean, side note also, Jamie Lee Curtis, I will give it to her. She gave effort in this. Like, she could have... Fo- in this she, movie, yeah. She's at a point in her career. She could easily... Buy, I'm just going to phone this shit in. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. She's doing it for legacy, though. Plus, she's an executive producer, so... That's fair. She's trying to get her bread. That's fair. And she lived at the end of this one. And obviously, evil still lives. Yeah, exactly. With their last... With their final line and stuff like that, like, you know, evil doesn't die. You know, it changes shape, which I actually did like that line. His evil doesn't die. It changes shape. This is a nice um, play on words. I'm just like, mm, you say lines like that, you're still alive, Allison's yeah. still alive, you right. know. More fancy talk. And the fact that we've already seen, like, all it, apparently it takes is somebody to put the, this uh, Michael Myers mask on. Yeah. Then anybody can have Michael's strength and his dark prowess and, like, his... Mm-hmm. One of my what-the-fuck moments when we were watching it was when Corey, a.k.a. Michael Jr., Mikey, brings a victim to Michael's lair so he can kill him. And as he kills him, you see Michael kind of shuddering to life. Oh, that one. Like he's kind of (laughs) gaining power in some kind of mystical possession, supernatural sort of way, which does not fit in with the slasher genre, mind you, at least not in the Halloween franchise. Even that, like you said before, when we were watching, you're like, there was a homeless man right outside the cave. Like if this was all about like, I just, I got to kill people in order to get stronger guys. I would have been like, well, Michael, there's been a homeless man who clearly has no sense of his surroundings whatsoever. <laughs> a very easy kill he's for seen you. Him. He's he's referenced Michael. Hey, the guy with the mask. Yeah, exactly. I and, know that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's his neighbor. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. They're they're on the same level playing field. Isn't that sad? They share the same property line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Michael, you left this on my lawn. So, so it, it begs the question, did Michael just not want to kill anymore? Did he just want to stay in the sewer? Was he content with that after they bulldozed his house? Because the last one, they set it up as, oh, he wants to stare out the window, and that's his motivation for killing. At least that's what I gleaned from. That's what they told us like 47 times. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm thinking like in Hollywood Kills. I'm like, if that's all it's been about, just leave him in his room. Like, 
That's gonna stop all the murders. Put up some Let caution it, tape around the house. Exactly. And like, there you go. Drop some groceries off. There's every your week. room. There's your window. Yeah. Go nuts. We'll see you later, Mike. Exactly. But, Just don't kill anybody in town. Please. Exactly. He's like, this is all I wanted. But I told you guys. But, but now, <laughs> I told Doctor. I told Doctor <laughs> Loomis, but he decided to shoot me instead. Uh, no, I. Crazy so it. it yeah, it, it, it's pretty much like that. That's a really good point. But 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 did I, even the character was he finally just like, what are we doing? Yeah, we're still doing this. I think that's the exact sentiment that was running through the writers' minds as they were scripting this thing out. Is why are we doing this? What are we doing? Are we writing a Halloween movie right now? It, it just didn't feel like a Halloween movie. It, and and I don't know. Maybe, maybe in some ways they were like, hey, let's let's throw a curveball to people. Let's do something that nobody would expect. Let's not bring Michael in until over an hour in. Let's have Michael not even be the main killer in the movie. Let's set up this other guy. Let's have Lori completely over the events of the other shit by the way your friends got killed and 20 years later you're, you're sarah connor but your daughter gets killed and you're like eh, whatever all right I guess I'm, really I'm ready good, to live a normal life that's a really good point holy crap i didn't even think about that aspect yeah so much doesn't make sense in this film and when i was looking at it the trilogy as a whole i'm thinking i'm like for all this you could have just killed him in, in halloween 2018 and just been done with it you didn't need kills or ends. Mm -hmm. Like you trapped them. You reunited with your daughter and yeah. your granddaughter. Yeah. You finally were over things and you could have just, I don't know, done something like where you ripped his body apart or something like that. And you could have yeah. just been done with it. You could have left it at that. And, and that would have been a nice kind of reboot homage, bringing Lori mm. back and bringing Michael back and kind of having that last little standoff. And the way that they're advertising this movie, by the way, is like, oh, it's the final standoff between Lori and Michael. But it's like, that's like the last five minutes. First, before that, she's fighting like Mikey Jr., you know. The final fight doesn't even feel like a final fight. You said it when we were watching it. You're like, it feels like he's just throwing her yeah. around. It doesn't yeah, it, like he's not even really trying. Because when he when he attacks other people, like you know, he grabs him, like you know, snaps the neck. He grabs me, does like some sadistic thing. He grabs uh -huh. her, looks at her, looks around, throws her. Yeah, you know, does like the Hulk Hogan with the ear thing to the crowd. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, are you doing the people's elbow next? Like, why are you taking so long? And it's like it feels so manufactured and mm. synthetic, and it feels like I mean. Say what you want. I mean, I know some people feel as though H2O has not aged well. I feel as though at least his fights with her were like, like, I still get like, you know, kind of like into it when she's throwing the knives mm, at like, you know, like when he's like yeah. walking towards and he's dodging them like with mm, like whatever. Yeah. This one, I have no, this one does not have rewatchable value to me. <laughs> Like the not the fight rewatchable value. I mean, exactly, yeah. Try watching it. Yes, that's true. Oh God. What was your favorite aspect? Of the film, if you had to pick up like a genuine positive, the end like, credits. When I saw the end credits, that was the best. That, part. that was that, that was, was that part. was. No, no, you removed. No. You removed. You're like, you're like <laughs> it's, it's over. It's, it's finally we over. Can finally, do the podcast. Yes, and get this off our chest. Again, I went in with very low expectations after Kills. I was one of the people who watched Kills and was like, "What the fuck is this? This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This makes sense." So, so I didn't go in with expecting a whole lot. And what I got was a whole lot little than than what I could ever hope for. But what I did like about it is. The lighting was nice. The camera work was okay in this. I but mean, I do agree with you. The lighting was good. The lighting was nice. Obviously, the mask, Michael's mask looks fine. But, I mean, it's not the same Michael as it was in the previous two films. The mask was... I felt nothing with the mask because it was... 
I know that it was supposed to be like, okay, this is a genuinely like aged mass. So like, of course, like it's like a little. It's all burnt. And not only is it burnt, but like it's kind of like. Cracking and stuff like that. Because it kind of looks like he's kind of like this on the side, on one side of it. So I was like, oh, that's. But I was like, I still didn't feel anything from it i was like it it was an innocuous mask it was the stroke victim birth yes of, of, yes like ah. and i'm just like did Lori even do that no that was what happened two years ago when i i fell in the cave and i'm like okay whatever it doesn't matter um, Go, going back to him in his headquarters when when cory aka michael jr brings said first victim over mm-hmm. to michael so he can regain his unearthly evil powers uh i was thinking about the scene from texas chainsaw massacre the end with the grandpa remember they're giving the grandpa the hammer yes. he's like hit her over the head yes, hit her, hit her. exactly and like he's just he's just basically dead he, yeah, yeah he's, that. he's just yeah, slumped he's like he's you slumped know, over yeah that that was that was getting the same feeling and i'm like this they shouldn't have done this 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 doesn't feel right i'm glad that you mentioned that said first victim there's something that i found issues with in the film is that i don't i'm not sure how we were supposed to feel about Michael Jr. Mm. Because like the people that he kills, there are people that wronged him, but like not, but the level, like, you know, I mentioned Carrie White before, they were like emotionally torturing that girl. Yeah. yeah. And this, like these, they were just kind of dickish to him. Right. And the only people that you could argue like, okay, they had it coming. And because he bumps into these fuckers like so many times where there was the was the high school kids. Yeah. But everybody else, I was like, they like even to break it down from his point of view, mm. it, it would just be somebody that's just like, ah, get out of the way or something like that. And it's just, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to kill them now. Kill them. Y'all get the hell up off my property before I fuck y'all up. Like this doesn't make me more endear to you or not even even feel like, oh, you're going too far. It just feels right. like. It just feels too left fieldish, yeah, and it feels too like flimsy, too like thin. It mm-hmm. it feels like a lot of reaching, um, and that's something that I just really couldn't be behind. Now the reason why like it doesn't really make sense is because it felt like these characters were purposely two dimensional, so that we could not like them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, even though you've purposely made them two D or one dimensional, I should say, that doesn't mean that they should die. Or that, like, you know, they deserve to die. Like, it doesn't make me more endeared to him for doing this. Yeah. But it doesn't make me more endeared to them because, like, you've made them so, like, unnecessarily unlikable. So it just feels like we're kind of just looking at our watches like, (laughs) when's Michael going to come to the party? You're just in this great area. Yeah. 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 You're just like, okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I felt. It was like, okay, like, that's, you killed the mailman because he bumped into you and he didn't say sorry or something. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was very strange. To feel something for neither victim nor killer. Because say what you want about yeah. Jason. Like, you get excited when Jason's like, yeah, rip his head off. Right. Because the kids are so dumb or they're so mm-hmm. vapid. But these people were in it enough to be like, okay, this is a person. This was a character that we've seen in a couple scenes before. Yeah. We saw the nurse. We saw the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay, they get killed. All right, he killed some more people. Now, what? What? where are you headed with this, yes. David Gordon Green? Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's, that's a he good He killed friend. the bum. All right. And then he goes to the girl, and she's still feeling him for some odd reason. And then he kills more people, and then he comes back to her, and he's like, hey, I'm still crazy and shit. She's like, oh, yeah? Well, let's leave Hattonfield together, you know? And, and, which I, I didn't understand. The, the progression of the relationship, holy crap. Like, at first, because I was actually down for it, but you know, because he's not like a hunk or anything like that. He's uh, not flashing his abs, you know, he's not. He's pretty average. Yeah, and she was into him. I was like, you know what? I'm down for this. 
I was like, and the way that she was into him, like from first jump, and the fact that she was a little bit more forward, I was like, okay, we need more movies like this. But then it just went from like that to, you know, like they're they're pretty much in love with each other. I think I love you ever since I heard that you killed that kid and yeah. I, I felt the Except my my pussy was so wet that I was like, okay, like that's what I, that's enough. What's going on? Exactly. I, I don't even know even on his side, I'm like, do you like her because she's a surviving victim? Mm-hmm. Do you like her because she likes you? Like there mm-hmm. were so many things I was like you could explore this. Yeah. And you chose not to because why? <laughs> I feel like that's a slogan that you can use for the whole trilogy. You know what I mean? There's so many aspects where you could throw that same statement on, including the sheriff with the cowboy hat, which popped in at the end of the movie. And it was like, this is how we're going to do things tonight. And I'm like, you showed up for this one line, sir. Thank right? you. They're like, oh, they look that guy. They brought him back. Yeah. Okay, cool. Whereas they, it seemed like they set him up and Frank up, who is kind of Laurie's love interest in the first film and kind of carried it on a little bit through the second film. I'm like, okay, they're, they're going to resolve some stuff. They're going to carry this thread on of Frank trying to find redemption after screwing up with Michael that night all those years ago. No, no, he's just going to run into Laurie at the grocery store. And then at the end of the movie, they'll see each other. again. We had to watch them flirt all over again. And I was like, it's been four years. I'll kill you if this is a joke. Are you really telling me nobody decided to call each other? Especially if you guys are over it. They bonded in the hospital. Yeah. Lori's drinking with Lindsay at her crib. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me you don't visit Frank? The guy who was right next to you in the hospital bed that you guys were remembering? Ben Tramer? You guys were remembering? We never got closure on Ben We never got that closure. And for that, I'll never forgive. I mean, I know you guys think... I'm joking. I am not. I was like, in this world, Ben Tramer is alive. And you never explored it. You know why? It's because Ben Tramer is one of the smart ones. He moved the fuck out of Hattonfield, so he wouldn't have had to be around all Another that noise. Another great point. Nobody moves out of this two-street town. All your, all your People are getting killed left and right. There's an evil going into this town. Yes. You got homeless people living under the bridge. You got <laughs> serial killers living in the sewers. And you still decide I, they must got a lot, a lot of good jobs it, there in Hattonfield. I don't, I don't know what it is. Taxes you know? are low, or I don't like very I, low. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, no one moved, and I didn't understand. I'm like, when Michael was like, "I got to go back in 2018." When uh-huh. he was like, "I," I'm assuming he had a roommate, and his roommate was like, "Hey, where are you going?" And he's like, "I, I got to go back to Hattonfield." Well, what's there? Well, there's this girl that you know I try to, I try to fuck up, and then she beat my ass, and and now I'm gonna go back. Well. Why? Well, you know, I we don't take L's <laughs> at Smith's Grove Sanitarium. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Big like, facts. it's over. Dog, Big it's facts. over. Like, you lost. Like, you can't come back 40 years. I don't think you can go back 40 weeks later and be like, I want to fight again. Like, it's too late. And, and, and I, as a roommate, I would have been like, dog, what makes you think that she's still there? And then can you imagine mm. that? Can you imagine if that roommate saw him in the store was like, yo, did you ever find it? Actually... <laughs> This crazy woman never left. <laughs> Lived at the and same. And she edge. beat my ass again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've learned nothing. And then they bulldozed my house. <laughs> I'm just like, Poor yeah, dog. You should have just stayed at Smith's Grove. I felt bad for Michael in this movie a little bit. You know what's funny? I didn't want to say. It. So did I. They made him really pitiful. Mm-hmm. Like when he he got wrestled down by a college freshman sophomore. Oh wait, he didn't even go. Oh, yeah, he didn't even go. That's right. He was in prison, and, yeah. he, and then he got out, and yeah. then he started working in his mechanic. So a guy with just a high school diploma. Some beat random Michael. mechanic. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess he had to be a mechanic, so he had the overalls. So later Which on, I was like, was killing people. I, I, I rolled up. I was like, dog, you could, if we live 
in a town that like knows who Michael Myers is. Yeah. If you're like, well, I'm going to be the next Michael Myers. It's not going to be impossible. Like, where am I going to find a jumpsuit? Yeah. Yeah. You can go anywhere to find that. They didn't need him to have the specific job where he would have like, you know, he would happen to have uh overalls. The overalls. Or, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know, I'll say this was a positive. Their nods to the original weren't that many, which I can appreciate. It wasn't flooded with it. It wasn't overdone, uh, but they still yeah. fell flat. That's Actual the nods, like talking yeah. about it and things like that. But they did do some flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one did fall flat with the final flashbacks the flash- of all the, all the hey, time. So we're wrapping up the story, guys. Look what we did. We capped off the trilogy. Yeah. Look at some shots from a better movie that came out 40 years ago. Yeah, that was especially at the end when she's um, <laughs> when she has her mini monologue after she has defeated Michael. And at first, I'm not going to lie, listeners, I was down for it. I'm all about dramatics. I don't know if the way this was set up that it was it was done proper because if it, it was very operatic, if that's yeah. the right word. But that's when she word. says like you know I've I've run from you, I've chased you, and I was like oh that, that's technically okay that's cool. And then she was like I've tried to contain you. I was like I don't know when you did you, that. You know, I, I missed that movie. Was that in Kills? You <laughs> exactly. know, or trapped him in the basement? That was the only thing I could <laughs> exactly. think of. I was like, I was like I don't know. Anytime you were like we got a cage. I'm like no that yeah. you, you didn't do any of that. She but. wasn't in like Smith Grove Sanitarium. Like is he still in there? Yeah, Ex- okay, yeah, yeah, that was yeah none of that. But then they did more flashbacks of all of their encounters throughout mm. these previous two films and then the first one, mm. and there has never been a film or a moment I should say in the series more than this one where I was like, I really wish they had just tied in all the movies. Cause you know, like how at the end of Freddy's dead, they have that amazing music video. Right. Right. Montage. Yeah. Of all the scenes, all the things from he's all done the movies and that, you get that, those feels like, like oh, I was yeah. like, why couldn't they have just had that? I know they couldn't have done it here because they decided to ignore um, the movies, course. but I was like, this could have been it. This could yeah. have been the moment where it's like, we see all the times he snuck up on people, the, yeah. all the darkness moments, the walking or the knives and all that other stuff like that. And, it, yeah. and I was like, Nope, we had to just watch a flashback of the previous two films and in the original first one. And it didn't feel as big as the film wanted it to be. And then we capped it off with a couple shots of the house, with the empty rooms, an homage to the original film. You know what? Yeah, okay, hold on. Before we, before we move on with that, you asked me what thing that I like about mm-hmm. the film. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what I did like. When the kid, Jeremy, was watching the movie The Thing... As he was being babysat, the nod to yes. the original film. Yes, that was good. That wow, oh, I was I, that put a smile on my face. Let I smiled. I smiled when the black kid was on it from the first oh. from 2018 when he was walking. When they're all marching in the procession. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I forget his name. He was actually one of my favorite characters in the first one. I will say this: I think this was an opportunity missed. Nothing against Allison or anything like that, but if you wanted to start like with a new character. I actually liked the babysitter in the 2018 win, the blonde uh, babysitter of the black kid. Yeah. And I love their chemistry and their dynamic. They should have continued on with that for sure. I was like, if you want to try something new, I was like, yeah, you can have Laurie Strode in it. But I was like, why don't you have the point of view of somebody who's outside of the, I don't want to say the Myers family uh, clan or like the Strode family clan, but like, why not you have somebody that's like- that immediate network. Yeah. Yeah. And And is also a babysitter. Yes. Exactly. It's exactly. called the Babysitter Murders originally. Exactly. Let's bring it back to its roots, people. And the fact that she's blonde and but she's likable, she's not mm-hmm. dumb. Like you're subverting the stereotype and the expectation. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's like Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I know what she did last summer. It's like, yeah, she started off as a vapid character, but now, it, like, you know, she right. eventually becomes like a full character and, like, arguably mm. the most popular. And it's like, you're subverting the stereotype. And I was like, I would have loved if her friend, what was her, Amber, Tiffany, I don't, I don't know, yeah. um, Chelsea, something like that. I wish that she had been, like, the new generation lead. Oh, yeah, that would have been fun. That would have yeah. been fun. Just bringing it back to the babysitter roots. But then they totally fucked it all up as soon as Michael's in the closet. And they ruined it in the trailer, by the way, too. In the trailer, it's like, oh, who's in the closet? Who's yeah, in the oh, closet? yeah, yeah. The and then they open it up, and yeah. you know Michael's in the closet because you saw it in the trailer five billion times before you went and saw the movie. And we all know how that's how trailers are nowadays anyway. They love to snitch on the movie. So, like, this is what happens at this part. This is what happens at that part. A trailer, you get the wrong trailer, they'll show you the end of the movie. Yes. That's why I only try and watch, like, the first 10 seconds of a trailer, if I have to watch any of it at all. Yeah. We're talking about the blonde character and how they completely fucked it up. Yes. As soon as Michael popped out of the closet and he killed her, and then the kid made the joke. Oh, shit! But it just felt tonally off for me. Mm -hmm. uh, like, it should have been a suspenseful, scary moment, mm -hmm. you know, where he's killing the babysitter, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. That and is, like, and then everybody in the theater is laughing. I'm like, no, this should be scary. I agree with you that in the long run, that moment wasn't worth it. Uh, but because of who was writing it, I understand why was it not. And I agree. But I'm like, oh, you have Danny McBride. If you're like, hey, do you want a legit scary moment or do you want the laugh? He's gonna go for the laugh. Yeah. So like, it doesn't surprise me that he decided to he choose you know laughter over. Scare. Which begs the question, was he the right writer for this kind of film? And don't get me wrong, Dan McBride, great actor. He's done a lot of great stuff. He's, he's, he's written a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. Same with the director, David Gordon Green. They all have done great work. Halloween 2018, in hindsight, one of the better Halloween films, for sure. But damn, did they miss the mark on this one. I have the feeling that you're way off on this. I think he was an interesting choice to co-write i think his writing style showed a lot in kills mm, there's, a, like, like, which, there's a lot more there's a lot more jokes in mm, kills or a lot more attempt at jokes in kills oh, like with the gay couple yeah and things like that, that. Would, yeah. i mean dude that was pretty much a saturday night live skit <laughs> the whole thing with the gay couple like yeah. i don't think they said anything that was like not do they say anything that's actually serious probably not one of the guys was from Mad TV. Too, both of them, right? Are, both oh, of them. oh, they were both from Mad TV. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. I didn't know. But yeah, the one everybody, Stuart, 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 Stuart yeah, 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 everybody yeah, knows Stuart. him. Of yeah, course. so that's the one. Um, I don't doubt that Danny McBride loves the franchise. I fully believe he loves the franchise. I believe he loves Michael Myers. It's surprising that four writers count him four. We counted them at yes. the beginning. We're a part of Halloween Ends. That's very surprising. There's a lot of writers. To, it's to, a lot of to, cooks in the kitchen. To produce what we finally got. It was like, because it, it feels like it was one writer that no one said, like, hey, maybe you should add this or subtract yeah. this. Mm -hmm. Or it felt like two writers that, some, that no one was like, hey. It felt like one vision that didn't have like any type of deferring opinion, that mm. didn't have any type of spice to it. It was just like, this is what I'm going to do and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know who mainly did 2018. It's a good question. I'd have to go back and look at the credits you know, on that one and see. And I, see I think they, was, no, I think they always. I think they were both always 
had their hands in it, but I'm like, yeah. I don't know who mainly did 2018. Right. So I would never want to say like, okay, he was wrong to do it. Or yeah. I mean, he was, he wasn't the right pick for it. Cause like, I don't know what his involvement is. Like if you told exactly. me, oh yeah, he was in charge of the jokes and David Gordon Green was yeah. in charge of the scares. I wouldn't be surprised, but like uh-huh. for all I know, it could be flipped. Exactly. Cause like for all I know, Danny McBride could be like, oh, I, I perform jokes very well, but I don't prefer to write jokes. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that's surprising, but like, let's I switch say, it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, there's a lot of things in 2018's version that can justify its existence, and it can also justify, like, like I can understand why someone would say, you know what, 2018, that's my favorite Halloween movie. I'm like, you know what, I can understand. Mm. I'm interested to bump into the person that says Halloween Ends is my favorite Halloween movie. And I would be like, why? I would need to, I would genuinely like to know. Especially if their answer is anything different than because I'm I insane. hate Michael Myers. Exactly. Yes. Or I'm insane. <laughs> yes. Or I hate Michael Myers. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because he's barely in the fucking movie. Exactly. I'll check back in an hour. Isn't that crazy? He's barely in the movie. It's just, it's so weird t- talking about this movie right now. And it's like, what did, did we really just watch this? At times I was like, are we being pranked right now? Most definitely stop being funny now. Cut it out. Maybe there's like a false version of this movie, which they put out in the psych. We, yes. got, the, we got the good like, one okay, waiting for you. This is a Halloween prank. Yeah. Because you can't take it back now. No. You can't. Yeah. If they said right now, okay, because you know what they do now sometimes. They try to have these apology movies where it's like, okay, it's the director's cut. Uh, yeah. It has the 20 minutes that we didn't show you for God knows what reason, but we're going to show it right now. Exactly. I, mm. I'm not interested in seeing it. No. I'm like, I'm Halloweened out. <laughs> I'm. I, this is coming from Havan, somebody yes, who is one I of the love, biggest Halloween yes, fans. I love this series. It's Halloween. The original Halloween is my favorite movie of all time. You if all it. else fails, if a girl pisses me off, we could be like, I'm like, no, you cheated on me. Da-da-da-da. Like, you know, she could put on a Halloween thong. I'm like, you know, let's talk about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the movie. I, I've ever since I first saw it when I was like seven years old. I've loved Michael Myers. I love the lore. Uh-huh. Um, I have a trench coat, like, you know, as a, a reference to Dr. Loomis, who's one of my favorite, not even just horror movie protagonists, but movie protagonists. And so I realized I'm part of the group. I will fully concede this. Mm-hmm. I am part of the group that are the elitist fans. Yeah. I'm not that crazy where they're just like, you know what? You know, like, like they hate everything and they will bitch just a bitch. No, no, no. You're not that guy. But I do realize like, you know, there's a little pretension where I come from and there's a like, you know, well in the original, (laughs) but I feel like there's a lot of, of the Halloween films. I'm like, yo, you can defend a lot of the Halloween films. Like in the right light, I could defend Halloween four. I can, Mm-hmm. Maybe not. It'll be a hard case. But I, if someone was like, you you got to defend Halloween five against <laughs> Friday the 13th, part five and Nightmare on Elm Street five. I'm like, I will take the case to prove it. It's, it can be superior in that fashion. It's a losing case. Yeah. But, yeah, but I'll try my damnedest. That's how much trying. I love this franchise. But this one, this one's hard to defend. If someone was like, yeah, you got to take the case, Vaughn. You got to take Halloween ends. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tiring. Exactly. I'm it's like, over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in the cave with Michael. That's why I... St- I just sigh every time I think about about this movie and its plot and its lack thereof. It's just you're right. The plot is like very. How would you describe this to someone on the street? I I would be like, yo, someone is copying Michael. How do you say it without spoiling the film? What's the log line? Yeah, what's the log line that you got for this thing? Because you can't even say, oh, it's them trying to recover from. They already recovered. Yeah. They've pseudo recovered, I should say. Uh-huh. The only way to properly tell what this movie is, you have to spoil the movie. You, you have to talk about. Yeah, they're being a fake Michael. Yeah. And that doesn't really happen until like halfway into the movie. So, yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way around it. And then Lori's narration in the film, although they did frame it as like she's writing a memoir 
what was it like stalkers babysitters and sam hain or something, something like, like that something it was like it was that. a very long title i was like no one's gonna buy that book <laughs> the publisher is gonna make you change it right it's away. true yeah but they did shoehorn in it felt like the narration for her it's like, hey we need something to say in between these scenes of laurie just pittering around the house okay <laughs> yeah, she's writing pies. a memoir she, she's she's pulling a dr loomis from rob zombie's halloween 2 right now except a little bit less sleazy which just felt like lazy writing to me with the narration because i don't think they yeah. had it in the first two films oh no i i completely agree i mean i my mentor he's he was very harsh and he was just like if you he's, to the class was like if you ever put narrations in yours like the voice better be effing interesting mm, if it's yeah. not if you're just doing it for just expository reasons right i will fail you yeah that's what it felt like it felt like what she was saying was just like hey this is the explanation of why we made this film and why we didn't do it the way that you thought we were gonna do it you know <laughs> like, the narrations like and they never amounted to really anything the moments there, there was a lot of half-assed moments mm-hmm and so they fell flat for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, I will say the film should have ended at 2018. Oh, absolutely. Positively. Yeah. This Halloween ends makes Halloween kills look like Halloween 2. If that makes sense. It made sense to me. There you go. Um, I, I was actually surprised that I liked Halloween kills more than this. Nobody was more surprised than I was. I, I feel the same way too. I kind of want to go back and watch Kills now and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. want to apologize to I thought you were really, really bad. No, but but. The, yeah, true. Because I was, I mean, I remember we discussed it. You were like, you know, because I'm like, there's certain things in Halloween Kills I can get behind. Yeah. There's nothing for me to latch on to. I can't. There's, no, no. There's not a protagonist. Yeah. Uh, Michael's sitting this one out. And it's like, <laughs> dog, you can't sit out the last one. You can sit out like part five or yeah. maybe six but like you can't sit out like the finale the third in a trilogy which we're setting up as this main finale where it's gonna be this big epic battle between laurie and michael yeah and ask halloween kills they they'll tell you oh no the third one it's gonna be crazy yeah the third one it's not it's <laughs> it's crazy but not in the right way yeah they basically they pulled the a laurie on michael from halloween kills in ends they sidelined him through the whole thing in favor of other things, which just weren't as interesting. It was a huge gamble to roll it all on Corey. Big gamble, big gamble. And, and I'm really curious how the, the makers of this film and the studios felt about taking it in that direction. I know Mustafa Kod, who was very insistent upon Michael always being the killer in the movies. Yeah, he would not have let this fly. Oh, he's rolling in his grave right now. He would have been like, Corey who? <laughs> not in this movie. <laughs> Exactly. Unless you tell me Corey Feldman is playing like somebody, like, right. like he's doing a crossover oh. with two Tommies. Like I, he ain't in this movie. Like so that'd be interesting to yeah. play Tommy too. Tom, Tommy, that would be so interesting. That would be batshit crazy. I would watch. I might, it. I might get a brain aneurysm it's, if I exactly. think about that too much. He he might he might mess up. He's like so when I was at the lake, I mean the house. <laughs> What did you just say? I don't, well, it doesn't matter. When Trish, I mean, <laughs> exactly, yeah, Lori. Somebody was babysitting me. <laughs> I was a kid. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't think the studios will care if they sell a lot of tickets. However, I will uh-huh. say this: I know a lot of people. Not as many people liked Kills as they did 2018. Oh, absolutely! It's diminishing and, returns. Exactly, and so, and even further than that, I know. From the people I know that have watched it, not as many people liked this as much as they did Kills. Right. 
So let's just say 100 people went to go see 2018, and they and these are people, let's say 50 people watched it, and those 50 people came back. Yes. Then you've got even less. You've got half of that for kills. So it's like, okay, 25 people went to go see it, and 25 came back. All right. right. So that's 50 people total. Now it's like, okay, 17. It's just like, and like you, you said, it's it's diminishing returns. And you got to account for word of mouth on this one, too. Because, yeah. I mean, if one of the first things anybody tells you, hey, should I go see the new Halloween movie? The first thing that's going to pop in your head is Michael's not even barely in this fucking thing. And that's part of your whole selling point. And even to extend it, a lot of people I know, they're like, we did it too. We watched it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. We, we already we already thought going into it, we were like, this is not theater worthy of an experience. And I saw the first two, the, yes. the last two movies in the theater. And yes. I was really hyped for 2018. I walked out kind of disappointed, yeah. but still kind of happy. And then I went and saw Kills. And then I walked out of there very disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, this time around, it's just like, hey, Havon, you want to go to the theater and watch it? He's like, nah, I'm, nah. I'm, 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 I'm catching it at home, dog. And I yeah. said, I'll fire up the projector. Yes, and so, and I know a lot of other people who have. Done, I don't know anybody yeah. who has planned to or has seen it in theaters that it was like not, you know, like an advanced screening or right. like, you know. Uh, right. I find that very interesting. So I'm actually more than the uh, the previous two films. I'm mm. interested in like the box office, like mm. what if it does. Work, I mean, the critics are already. I, I checked oh, they're eviscerating it. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. All I see is green splats all over the place. <laughs> green splats. I don't even see any red. It's what, that bad. Any consensus like like that they have attacked in particular? Like, do they attack, not attack, but do they go after, like, specifically, like, you know, the plot or the writing? Halloween and- Ends is a cross between sloppy fan fiction and a cheap soap opera found on an obscure <laughs> streaming service oh in the bowels of Roku's <laughs> channel list. It is. How's that for a pull quote? Let's thank uh, Johnny Gaze Monic from <laughs> Fanboys of the Universe for that uh, wonderful gem right there. That about sums it up right Holy there. Holy crap. He went <laughs> I don't in. think you can go in. He any- went, pun intended, the jugular. My God. Man. No, he, he ain't lying. That's big facts. I was talking to somebody who I often debate films with, and we were watching it simultaneously as me and Jeremy were uh, watching it. And uh-huh. uh, there's, I was like, yo, I don't care what essays you write, you can't defend this film. He was like, no. I can't. And he flat out of me, he was like, I can't. No way. No way, no how. Or at least an, a, a character, one of the characters. Like, I was talking about the Corey character. I was like, yo, you, you can't defend Corey. He's like, I, I, no I, I can't defend it. Yeah. There's no way. There's no justification. And I said this even before we watched Ends tonight. I was like, I think these new Halloween movies, at least Kills, is having people look back at some of the other Halloween movies in a much more favorable light, specifically Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, which... I, I make no bones about that. I am a fan of, and and I know I know Havon, oh you're, you're not a huge uh, fan of. I can get behind, not even get behind. I can chill with if I'm already on a good momentum, uh-huh. and someone's like, "Yo, let's pop in the theatrical cut of Rob Zombie's twenty like two thousand seven. I'd be like, "All right, yeah, you could pop that in." Okay, and like, I won't get mad. The yeah. director's cut. It's that's a different story. That's a different no, no. What like no? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Rob Zombie, no, absolutely not. Wait, um, wait, wait. What specifically about the director's cut? The rape scene. The rape scene. Rape scene is like I'm like this is gratuitous. Has nothing to do with Michael's literally chilling, drawing or working on a mask while this woman's being. Ra- and I'm like this is all nonsense. The camera work is dead. the characters, the character being unnecessarily racist and like he's so mm. abrasive and he's so obnoxious. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes that. I'm trying to think of a specific scene that's like, okay, this is this is specifically in the director's cut. Yeah, I was trying to think other than the rape scene. That's pretty much the only one that I'm aware of. The one thing I do like maybe more in the director's cut is that you see Loomis is alive. 
in the director's cut because he tries to grab Michael's ankle in the director's cut. I think in the actual cut, uh, he just walks past him. He just uh, drags him and he just walks past okay. him. Okay. And I was like, because I remember in the theater, I was like, yo, this is this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that he originally, he entertained the thought of killing Loomis. And and being a big Loomis fan, you're like, no. Nah, I was like, nah. That ain't going to fly. Exactly. I was like, don't, Even don't, if it don't, is don't let me in. <laughs> this thing. I was... No, one of one of the greatest things um, that Donald Pleasance, I believe, once said is uh, someone said like, "Hey, like you know, when are you gonna stop?" And he's like, "At Halloween 22," and I was like, "That is, I, I'm a huge Doctor Loomis fan. I yeah. think that's my favorite rivalry in horror movie history. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I probably say that, yeah, most uh, most definitely slasher history. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Ghostface, different people every time. Freddie had Nancy. Jason was different people all the time. But I'd say Jason had Tommy. Jason had Tommy, but you know it wasn't played by the same actor. That which kind of hurt it a lot because I was like, "Oh man, it's so Corey, different in each one." And you can't even blame Corey because he was like, "I'm out doing the Goonies, like you yeah, know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting nice paychecks." I'm mad at him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, Chucky had Andy. Um, sure. What's the guy? What's the main villain's name in the Poltergeist series? The guy with the hat. Oh yeah, that's always way. trying to hang out with Carol Ann. Yeah, weird, uh, gaunt, tall suit guy. Yeah, but he had a uh, Tilda or not? What's what's her? The, the, the small the, everybody has their arch exactly nemesis. Dracula has Van Helsing which I think could have been better if it just was I think my favorite version of it is uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee mm. uh, because they had played it multiple times the Hammer so, series like you said with the time thing it just helps when you have the same actor exactly playing the same you know yeah yeah I, it just I, feels out of place if it's somebody exactly you, cast for it uh, like they did with you know in those Nightmare on Elm Street uh, three four, to four. four yeah they had Tuesday night yeah and, as uh, Kristen instead like, of who the fuck is this exactly um, I don't remember you from the last movie but, but yeah, out of all like you know the rivalries like yeah this one's by far my favorite favorite um uh-huh. absolutely and because it's so different you can't repeat that because it's his doctor it's just like yeah. it's not it's a different dynamic like, exactly because people forget it's not like he's killed anybody that's been like close to loomis this is beyond that that's a good point this is like i know we need to do this mm. this is not emotional this is not a response this isn't revenge right. this isn't vindication this is like no this motherfucker gotta die d-a-a a die <laughs> like and, he's, and he's taking it on his his own responsibility exactly. and yeah. then everybody blames his, him when michael goes fucking it wasn't my fault i told you all. exactly he's cassandra of troy Ooh, bring bring a little scream two yes. reference over here i know you saw yes. that recently yes, yeah, I yeah. yes i did yes i did yes <laughs> i did but I, I i no i i could have i could probably teach a class on Dr. Loomis. I could teach a whole thing on the Halloween uh, things as is, but that oh, rivalry, that, I mean, I even just his his trench coat, it's borderline a cape. Mm, that's a good point. You know, just- I just really saw it like that before. Because even Jamie Lee Curtis, in an interview uh, when H2O was first coming out, she said it sort of stuff. She was like, you can't have Michael without Dr. Loomis. It just feels weird. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, it does. I mean, nothing against Michael and uh, Lori's rivalry, which I prefer when they are siblings. There you go. I fucking said Ooh, it. Ooh, you hear that, John yes. Carpenter. I said it. I said it. I was like, because like it's deeper. Okay. That's true. It's more motivated. There's people that I hate. Yes, there's people that, and they're, they're just like, oh, it's from work. It's because we like the same girl or whatever like that. Right. Me and my brother, we don't get along at all. It's a different kind of hate when it's a sibling. That's true. It's just a little bit deeper. It's a blood hate. Th- that familial bond, that genetic, like, you know, mm. connection, it just makes it just a little because no one hates like family. Oh, yeah. Nobody pushes your buttons like family. Exactly. Does. 
any of my enemies right now that are not related to me, like, how are we going to get underneath his skin? Call my brother right now. They're like, how do we do it? You're like, just say these three words. You can say, well, what order? It doesn't matter. They'll they'll all get him, man. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, and they he just. Knows. He knows you better than anybody else. And I would say, like, that's a cool rivalry in itself. But oh, nothing compares to, like, because I feel like Loomis and Michael, they just feel like titans. They feel like on equal mm. ground. Because look at Lori, right? She's usually running away. She's usually protected. She usually she's like more like I'm surviving him. Good point. Loomis has been blown up with Michael. Yeah, he's been thrown through windows. Mm-hmm. He's been slashed. Like he, I read this on um, a Reddit post. Fucking amazing. Because I always used to be curious. I was like, Yo, how come Michael don't go after Loomis? You know, like this dude's always trying to stop me. He'll like attack him, but he never's like, Yo, let right. me specifically go after. Him. And then take him out so I can go on like, to do the rest. And there were some cool theories. Some people were like, Oh, like you know, that's the only humanity he has. That's like a father figure. Oh, because he knows him. Some people were like, Oh, he likes to chase. Yeah. Someone put up. They were like, If I was Michael to empathize with him, he was like. I would think, yeah, that's good in theory, but how would I even do that? This man has blown himself up, and he <laughs> came back. So clearly, a bullet and a knife slash is not going to do the trick. Every movie, I look at him and be like, this motherfucker again? Exactly. Damn. But Loomis is Michael's Michael. He's like, bro, you're still mm-hmm. here. Like, <laughs> You can tell this man's thought very deep and hard about this relationship. Yes, I have. These movies right here. Yes. And I have no doubt about it that you can write a better third Halloween film or any Halloween that film means a lot to me that than what that. we just saw. No, it's big facts. It's mm-hmm. big facts. No, I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not just stroking your ego. It's true. But then again, this was a shit fucking movie. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking say. Yes, it was saying a lot. <laughs> exactly. But no, you're a great writer. Havon, uh, I don't know what else to say about this movie that true. we haven't already said that we're probably not going to be saying again many times over the years to come. Um, it's always a pleasure, though, sir. Thank you for having me. No, genuinely. I don't know anybody who is as big a Halloween fan or has as much reverence for the series or as much insight into the characters and their dynamics as you do. So thank you for going along this this very horrible, nightmarish journey with me on this (laughs) third in a hopefully end of series of films that we have here. Although if they want to bring some other iterations back, of course, we will go and see them. Yes. Although I, they might be on Peacock, depending on who's yeah, making it. Yeah. Havon, you got any projects coming up that you could talk about? The, a project I just finished, which was really meaningful, considering uh, I am on the autism spectrum, is I was doing a project that basically was anti-racial and identity profiling. Mm. Um, it was for law enforcement. So it was, you know, a video to showcase, like, you know, basically do not do this, you know. Oh, so, see it. something that like really help people. Yeah, so I was I was really excited for that. Just got off of that project. Nice. Um, well, was that the one that you were filming in San Diego? Yes. Get out yes, of here. Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah, that was that was really nice. I'm currently in the middle of a project uh, of a par uh, feature. That's basically, um, and really think you would like it uh, too, Jeremy, because it takes from Blood and Black Lace. Ooh, Mario which I, which I really love. The OG slasher film, even Talk before a, Halloween. I think that's a really underrated, like, before I don't know if you want to say mask, but, like, just outfit, just to do oh, with yeah. the fedora and just, like, the, just the faceless uh, thing. Big time. Yeah, that's the vibe that I was getting and the references that I was getting. I'm, I'm in that. It's basically about a group of friends, and they attend a screening at a theater, and there is a shootout in the theater, which they survive. But then sometime later, someone's picking them off one by one, and they're not sure if it's connected to 
the people that were involved in the shootout. Ooh, is this more horror? Or oh no, but it is horror. Yeah. It's horror. Okay. No, no, it's definitely horror. Is it slasher? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, it's. Um, I love any movie that takes place in a movie theater yes. or has any scenes in a movie theater. Yes. So you can count me in for that one. Because theaters, like, it's so funny. Like, you know, as like as crowded as they are, once you leave, if you stay by yourself in a theater. You're not sure spooky. if you're being watched. It can get spooky. Exactly, because you're like, are you now what is being like viewed? Like, you know, it's it, there's yeah. there's something. Who's watching who? Yeah, because you don't know who's behind that. You know where the projector used to be, or yeah. you know all the stuff like that. It's there's just something about it. Like you feel like a mouse that's like under a scope. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's uh, that's the next thing. Um, I will soon be working on a TV series. Uh, writing one that uh, about a relationship slash I should say a friendship. Between two killers, two like, very different killers, like serial killers. Uh, one is a serial killer, yes. Uh, um, and okay. it's uh, that's what I will say about that. Okay, I'm very, I'm very excited about are, it. Are you, are you working on the pilot right now? I'm or? working on the I mean, I've, I've, I've finished outlining the I've finished outlining the pilot to season two. Wow, yeah, I mean, I, I know how every season will end. But I know extensively, like, how the first two seasons, every episode, like, uh, how, how each episode, and 13 episodes each season. How long does it typically take you to complete an outline, I, I, either for a pilot or a feature? Well, thankfully, uh, well, not thankfully, unfortunately, because I don't have a girlfriend and because <laughs> I, I don't go outside and yeah. I, I don't really do much else except for work. My first and watch bad Halloween movies. Exactly. Yes, I just have all I need is like a pen and paper or like my phone to just like write notes down. Yeah, I'm just constantly like working on like you know like oh I could do this I could do that I could do that. So once I finally get home and I just put it all on the paper. Yeah, it doesn't really take long. Like if you leave uh, me by myself for about like I don't know like a week or something, I could like yeah I could completely outline because I know nice. I know the things I want to tell and I'm a big character guy. Right. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice writer, actor. Halloween fan. Yes. Havan, thank you so much for being on the show today, sir. Thank you for having me. This was a huge honor. Well, when they come out with Halloween Returns or whatever it is. It's going to, because I'm like, the fact that they didn't name any of the movies that, I'm like, and the fact that it's not been used yet, I was like, it's going to happen. It, it's it's right there. Yeah. It's easy for the plucking. Exactly. Come on. Maybe John Carpenter will come back and make his last movie a Halloween movie. Wouldn't that, would that be, be so dope? That would be amazing that that's his swan song. It would be fitting. That would be that would be actually really amazing. Although I feel like he would probably do a western though, because I know he's a big fan of westerns. That makes sense, actually. That does. And I don't think he's ever actually done like a solid, actually western. Like was he's bats? done some like was bats. Bats. I don't or was think it was a vampires. Vampires. That was that was. They had some western qualities yeah. in there. So so did Assault on Precinct Thirteen. I think that was uh, yeah, kind true. of even based on a western mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, I don't I don't know. Somebody give that man a, a, a budget and the script and leave him the fuck alone. Yes. <laughs> Because he's he's sorely needed. And one last thing I just want to point out about this movie is that uh, there's a lot of really good original horror films out right now at the Cineplex. I, I saw Smile. Smile I, was good. Smile was good. I saw Barbarian. Oh, you recommend that? I recommend Barbarian. I, I thought Barbarian. there were some good things about that. So even though there are films like Halloween Ends that are out, which are polarizing to some people, that some people might not like and have a... A lot of bad things to say about. There is something to say about all the original content that is coming out, especially in the field of horror and how promising that is for the future of horror. So let's give a round of applause for all the awesome horror writers and filmmakers out there, including Havon and 
myself. And, yes, uh, yes, definitely you, man. We got Meat Hook coming out together, folks, yes. by the way. Let me, let me go ahead and plug that. We got him starring as a character in there, one of our lead characters. He killed it, did an excellent job. Thanks. So We're going to be bringing that to film festivals here soon. He's it's got a bright future ahead of him, folks, in uh, writing and both acting. So that concludes our episode of the cast. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Cinephobia. Take kids.